Material Components, Season 2, Episode 23, Cracks in the Armor. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Heck yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, much hey. enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am Olivia, and I am playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the wizard school dropout. I'm trying to make sense of the text Olivia just sent me. Sorry. I, I thought you were frozen there for a second, but uh, that also works. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Michael, and I'm playing everyone's favorite weird owl lizard, uh, Oswald Octavian Theophilus the third for now. Well, I can't say I'm everyone's favorite now because that's going to just be copying Lesman. So, hi everyone, I'm Reed and I'll be playing Amari. It's true. It feels wrong. He's <laughs> so wrong. He's my copy. favorite mech pilot, Reed. You heard it here first, folks. Actually, no, it's oh, not shit. true. Amaro probably tops you out, but that's different universe, so it's fine. Okay, okay, okay. No, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. But leastways, before we begin today's session, I of course have to ask the question I ask every time, and that is, Elliot... Do you remember Me? what happened last time? Arya Joy is my favorite mech pilot. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. So we uh, we were at the Body Mod Club with some big Zydrate Anatomy vibes at the uh, the Court of Bodies, uh, the House of the Unstoppable Plague, specifically. Mm-hmm. And we were meeting with the Harlot of the Unstoppable Plague. How'd that and, go? Well... I think it went okay, uh, from what I remember. Um, <laughs> it went. None, hey, none of us are possessed. So. <laughs> but yet. No one else is either, and that is a good and bad thing. I mean... So we agreed to some some terms. There was a contract laid out about the exchanging of information. We gave some information that we had about the uh, courts, how the court of mind was going to, was attempting to fuck the other courts over. And we thought that the court of body might find that particularly interesting. And we were given some information about Aegis Tech Solutions, uh, the leader of which, uh, one of the family members of our current leader on the Storm's Repose. Your immediate superior, Um, at the very least. I don't know about leader. True. Has been trying to kill us. That is true. Both subtly and unsubtly. Um, And we were given a guide, a pixie guide, to a uh, meta-diving terminal that had access to a server that was left by Aegis Tech Solutions or just had the information about their goings-on on Eclipsis. So we, we asked about their facilities specifically, right. and this, they don't have any. They just have this private server. Okay. So seemingly all of their facilities on this planet are virtual in nature. Yes. Uh, and then the harlot and seemingly every other fae presence 
of the court of body um, left this Clipsis. It's true. And so, at the very least, all of the people in the um, chop shop uh, were kind of freaked out. Yes, indeed. There were Putting quite mildly, a few but- civilians. Uh, you've heard the term sleeve bandied about. The more contemporary term might be chattel in terms of those bodies used by the fey courts to ride around in the mortal world and some of these people had lost a bit of time and are readjusting to their newfound freedom yeah for now it's true because as you were told by the harlot of the unstoppable plague both your questions and the information you wish to receive were telling on top of the information that you provided So some combination therein caused the court body to retreat from the planet Asclipsis. But you were provided a guide to the aforementioned Metanet Terminal, wherever that may be, in the form of a court of body pixie that was affectionately named Gary. I don't know about affectionately. Maybe flippantly is a better... Possibly flippantly. Flippantly, yeah. Yeah. I think one big thing that must not needs be forgotten is the fact that there was a concerted effort on the part of Oswald to super lie to some of your immediate supervisors about exactly what caused the situation at the body shop. I mean, you know, the moment seemed right. To give my lie everything I had. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to go great. So, yeah. at the very least, the Cole Foundation on a whole suspects no wrongdoing on the part of Team Oracle Zero in the hospitalization and treatment of a few dozen abandoned changeling husks. That's good, because we have done nothing wrong, ever. Ever. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> Money, please. Please. Yeah. So, so Oracle Zero, so. you find yourselves now with the run of the city, District 997, here on Corpa Block C on the planet Esclipsis, where you have been running about your mission as open-ended as it may be, for the last several days. Time has a way of slipping through your fingers in this place due to the latitudes which you find yourself on, making daylight stretch and stretch and stretch in this strange forever twilight that this city finds itself in. But you are now free and clear to go about whatever you see fit as your mission here in the city. What's your next move, Oracle Zero? Where are we at the moment? I think we're still outside the... Let us well, say well, that you have called- yeah. reconvened at the Golden Manticore, the okay. abandoned hotel where you have set up shop. It's been a long day and uh, a good yeah. night's nights rest. Eight hours, a good eight hours rest. A, a solid Just sleepy time would do you good. Put on some... Uh, blinders for my sleep 
<laughs> Mike, a quick question. And a medium-sized answer, I'm sure. The amount, like, uh, so if I want, if I were going to Aether Leech, say, the lighting system of the Golden Manticore, mm-hmm. how many floors would I have to break the power on to get seven Aether Dice <laughs> back? Please, and thank you. I'm all out. Hmm. The question isn't necessarily a matter of floors worth of aether. That's like saying there's only a certain amount of electricity in a single room in your house. The grid doesn't necessarily work like that. But that being said, it's just a matter of time and effort to leech this aether from the grid. Now, will this attract the attention of certain individuals who are monitoring the power grid of the city? Perhaps you don't know. That I mean, would cause you some manner of pause. Or it might not. I don't know. I I was actually just about to say, it's funny that you say that, because I was going to say, is that something Florian considers right now? No. He's very tired. Mm-hmm. Good. Should Good. we? I I would imagine that before we get to the Golden Manicor, we agree to not discuss what we do next here. Uh, we are going to rest, and then we are going to go back to the ship, and then discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And by ship, do you mean the shuttle, shuttle number seven? The or? shuttle. Okay. Yes, the shuttle. Yeah. Which is where our new friend still is. Kala. Well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. we could... No, that'll be good to check back in with her, actually. Kala. Kala, okay. Shara was, was the, the, the friend that was in yeah. the chair. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, I mean, we could also have Duma and her meet us here so that they don't have to, like, mm. but hang aren't out we on being, the shuttle. Are we being listened to here? I mm. meant at the Golden Manticore, sorry. You have not found any indication that there is anyone listening to you in the Golden Manticore. Uh, didn't this planet. Shay, didn't Shay, uh, oh, that was a different planet, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Different mm. Golden right. Manticore. Oh my god. See, it's same. very easy I to thought, think I that we're still we were on Talgan, Talgan 3. Yeah, yeah. It, the problem is that all Golden Manticores look the same. I mean, this mm-hmm. one looks different because it's run down, but even still. And again, not run down, just yeah. abandoned. So, That's true. Yeah, we could just have them meet us here. Up to you. Yeah, I mean, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I assume I assume Duma like is okay sleeping on the shuttle, but that's probably not like his ideal state of being. He hasn't complained mm, about it yet. Yeah, but, if you... uh, but at the very least, Kala would probably not want to sleep on the shuttle. Um. Uh, and now that we're not going into the den of one of the fake courts, I think she's going to be more likely to join us. Seems like should we should we just stop by the shuttle, mm-hmm. pick her up, mm-hmm. and then yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not pick her up. Maybe we should ask her if she wants to go. That's that she is. Could, yeah, she yeah. might not want to. <laughs> it's true. You want to shoot a quick call to shuttle number seven, check in with Duma, and maybe converse? Who, do we all have communicators? 
Mm-hmm. You yeah. all have some kind of smartphone. That's what your data pads are. Huh. Who? Uh, Duma. Uh, how are things? Uh, oh, um, things are good. Hello, Duma was asleep. Oh, that's good. Well, yes, no, you, you need to get your rest, but I'm just glad that you aren't like dying. I don't know why. Is that Uh, a concern? No! I mean, as much as it is anywhere at any time, uh, we, uh, meteorite might come down and uh, smash this planet and uh, kill all the inhabitants. Uh, It's a statistical uh, anomaly, of course, but... uh, Cut to Duma just sitting in his pilot seat staring at the comms console in the center of his, like, suite of readouts. Glancing back at Kala, who's just going to shrug at him. Glancing back at the comms station. And then when you finish speaking, he goes, Can I help you, Oswald? Yes. Um, uh, we were thinking of picking up our uh, friend, uh, Kala. Uh, and assuming that she doesn't want to sleep on a shuttle, uh, we were going to go to our place of um, rest. Okie dokie. Uh, hey, Kala! And you just, you hear him shouting over his shoulder. You want to sleep in hotel and not on hard shuttle floor, yes? And from the, in the background, you hear Kala going, Yeah, that sounds good. Well, we'll be there in, uh, uh, two shakes of a lamb's tail. Okay, why did you know exactly what I was also going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because we were sharing the same brain at this point. Holy shit. <laughs> and that's actually true in-game, also. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it hasn't really come up yet, again. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so strange. Uh, it's very uh, concerning. Okay, so we... So you hop in a cab and stop over off at the shuttle? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Easy enough. Uh, picking up Kala is pretty simple. She appreciates being picked up because while she was okay hanging out with the shuttle, she definitely didn't feel like sleeping here. And now that you've all survived your encounter at the house of the Unstoppable Plague, she is more than happy to join you. Yes. Uh, an excellent decision. Um, wind chimes. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's for the best that you do not sleep on the shuttle, seeing as uh, Duma is quite the heat. He, he snores. His problem from very tiny Duma age is sleep apnea. Tough to fix because Duma's nose is so big. It's true, which creates a tremendous sound. I mean, it is quite remarkable, but not while you're trying to sleep. It scare away predators when I go camping. It's good. And Kala is just like, okay. Anyway, let's go. Yes. And she accompanies you back to the Golden Manticore. She has, you don't know where, you don't know how, but she has acquired a data pad of her own. And she is tapping away on it as you are moving through the city yet again via cab ride. It's probably one of Shay's. I'm like a toddler. Yeah, you just have like a collection. Yeah. yeah. Just, just iPads and iPhones everywhere. 
She is that a toddler trait? I don't yeah. know. A rich toddler, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A very rich toddler. She would let you know that her fast tracking of an application to change departments has been gr- uh, blue lit. Not green lit, because green is bad. Right. Right. But she is still waiting on confirmation on becoming a corporate liaison to the Cole Foundation. Though she seems pretty assured that within the next 24 hours that should be all in the clear as well. Okay. Good. She may have forged Oswald's signature. It's not that hard to forge. I made some assumptions, but so long as all of your credentials check out, that should be fine. Don't see why they wouldn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go around faking myself as Mister Kelvacasa or anything. So I figured he would be the one to do it. Probably a good idea. Right then, and you make it back to the Golden Manticore. Okay, we should probably update. Uh, well, how much are we going to be telling? Colin, excellent question. <laughs> Should we each basis. spend? Should we each spend an experience point and plan what to? No. <laughs> what? No. Okay. No, I get a little, like a tiny, tiny fraction of what the rest of you get. That's on me. That's on me. But I don't want to spend it on this. Fair enough. Yes. Well, what a day. Whew! I'm exhausted. I'll say this much for whatever it means, just to refresh a little bit because it has been a little while at least for us uh due to podcast time travel it was only a couple sessions ago but she did open up to you quite a bit and extended a lot of trust in terms of her whole deal or at least Mm -hmm. the relevant deal about why she wants to get off of asclipsis and Mm. if you wanted to you could really fuck her over yeah yeah true I always forget blackmail as an option. I'm just saying you, she has extended a lot of trust to you and whether or not yes. you want to reciprocate is up to you. Yeah. I mean, it, it really just depends on how, if we think that she'll be helpful with the guess, tech stuff, which she very well might be. I get the distinct feel, feeling like she will. All right. Making it back to the old manticore. You are dropped off. You still have really no idea what time it is unless you look at your data pads and actually read the digital readout of precisely oh, what yeah. time it is. It says it's three in the morning. And actually, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what time it is. You had a long ass day. Yeah. And it was quite an ass day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel that. Um, all right. Uh, we, man, we fucked around today in terms of like fucking around and finding out. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to sweep the rooms for bugs again, just in case somebody has had a grand idea to maybe stop us in our tracks. Sure. Yeah. What are you using for that again? Can and can I help? Uh, ether tech. Ether tech. I got a d6 in that. Wizard okay. Shit. Wizard shit. Okay. I'm sniffing him. So, between <laughs> tasting tasting the air like a snake. Between Shay's wizard senses and Amari's ability to just pinpoint 
likely areas where listening devices and other spy-like tech might end up secreted about your rooms. You can do another quick sweep of where you're staying, which again, I believe, if correct me if I'm wrong, you had all taken over the suites on the top floors yeah. of this mm-hmm. hotel. Seemed the only logical choice. The yeah, Imperial apparently. Suites, as they're called. Mm. Indeed. Um, alrighty, so that's gonna be pretty clever of me to do. Mm-hmm. I guess none of my specializations work for this, though. <laughs> Nothing in particular, no. Because I feel like this would be a perception or an aether tech thing, but I don't yeah. think you have specializations in anything like aether detection. Bugs. Bugs sweeping. Yeah. Might be something to invest <laughs> a better that name. mountain of XP you have in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. That's an 11. Uh, 12, sorry. 12. Yeah. And did you roll the extra I did from Amari? Okay. Okay. It was a one. <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm deciding Amari. that that was the one that was a one. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. You don't detect anything untoward in terms <laughs> of secreted technology hidden about your rooms. It's all the usual stuff. Lights and uh, little panels in the walls to control temperature and entertainment systems. Right. Okay. Now what about just a tape recorder, Mike? If someone was using a magnetic tape recorder in this setting, there would be a lot of implications there that I don't want to unpack right now. Moving on. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm asking the, the weirdly hard-hitting questions. <laughs> I think that would be cog tech, but yeah, I would have to unpack that with my uh, story partner on this one. Challenge accepted. Uh, right. Seems uh, safe enough. Good. Boy, what a day. <laughs> are, we, uh, are we hitting the hay for the night, or... Are we doing some sort of planning? Because perhaps we I could. Gotta, I gotta go see a man about. You gotta go see a man about a cog that just popped into my head. Fuck. <laughs> I don't get it. That's. Uh, don't worry about it. That's. Do you know a cog? You are no, muted. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Are we? Are we going think, to sleep? Well, I think we c- could use a bit of a debrief um, and uh, perhaps a, a drink. I, I brought. Actually, Mike, do I have to spend EXP to bring booze with me? That did not specifically. You did not specify bringing booze with you. So yeah, that would definitely be a retroactive. I brought isn't, booze. Isn't it just implied that Oswald always has? I didn't booze say on it. Him? I I will I spend an that, e- that was I'll, just a. I will. I did not get the point. impression that Oswald is that much of a lush. Yeah. No. Where would be? Where would he be keeping it? <laughs> Pockets, man. In what pants? Oh, it, well, in his his little lab coat. He's got a little lab coat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what are lab coat pockets for? They're for booze. They're just his twelve loco hosters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's got them around his belt. You know, he's got a bandolier of, of twelve <laughs> locos. This it's doesn't really. Made. They're in like just, they're in like four-hour energy bottles. Oh, just like ooh, that's a good idea. 
It doesn't really fit with the lore, though, that in order to acquire his four locos, he has to go to the bar to drink his chained sippy cup. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah. So yes, I did. I did spend an experience. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) How much did you bring? I mean, some mostly for himself. Oh, okay. Uh, He doesn't require a lot of beverages to get intoxicated, so Mm -hmm. he can make it last quite a bit. It was a stressful day. Don't judge him. Um, well, no, see, I feel like that is not necessarily directly uh, contradicting the mountain of of uh, of cans in Oswald's room. It just it could have been there for a very long time. It has been. Well, oh, no. parts of it. Been a gradual build, of course. So I'm assuming you debrief Kala. Uh, yeah. Yes. To what extent yeah. are you leaving anything out? No. We don't have to go into. Do we have to go into why we're looking for Aegis tech? I mean, that feels... No, we can just sort of... We can just sort of kind of give a blanket statement about Faye stuff. Yeah. 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 I think that's... All right. So, but the idea that she knows that you're specifically trying to track down things related to Aegis tech solutions here on Asclipsis is something that you convey. (laughs) Yeah, we, we hear that it may have some connection with the Faye problem. Right. And she already knew that you were kind of on that trail because you asked her about Cromwell Silvara. Exactly. That's true. Okay. Cool. Uh, She is thoroughly shocked by Mm -hmm. your interaction with the harlot and the implications (laughs) thereof. Do you lie to her in the same way that you lied to the Cole Foundation about the cause and effect there. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I think we should at least be honest about that. Okay. Seeing as it has to do specifically with this planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. I don't think there was any way for us to know that that was going to be the ramifications of our actions. No, nope, you had but, no way of knowing. Nope. But that being said, we still caused it, so we, sure. we did. It, I mean. It, it wasn't the effect we were looking for, but it is a big effect, and that will do. Because we wanted some kind of friction there to have, like, as a cover for us looking it, around. Not not to mention, like, okay, yes, this was probably, uh, like, distressing for a lot of the people that were released. But we also did just release a bunch of people from forced subconscious servitude for now (laughs) yeah but leastways yeah Kala is incredibly engaged by this story and she is super curious about this idea of another corporation on the planet that has a shop set up but only within the local intranet that intrigues her what kind of examples of that is there like many examples on the metanet of that kind of thing every corporation would have a presence on the metanet but for a corporation to have a set up a shop inside another company's intranet that's some corporate espionage bullshit certainly sounds like it yeah and so a question off of that do most companies have their own, like, instance of the internet? 
or like a closed loop. Again, it's like yeah. a, an intranet as opposed to the internet. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're dealing with a closed system, but that shares information. It's not going to have access to the archive. It's going to, you can access the data that is available via Praxinet in this particular instance. Yeah. Right. And most, demo, I'm assuming most large companies like, like Praxa Pharmaceuticals has that. Right. Absolutely. So, but generally it would be contained to a single corporate holding. If you're talking about a corporate world, this is probably the first time any of you have encountered a world-spanning intranet. Usually it's like okay. a building where this company has set up shop in a city somewhere. Mm. But again, a corporate world like this is maybe an oddity to folks like you who aren't in that corpo life. Hashtag not on that grind. <laughs> I know. No, that's a, that's what I picked in Cyberpunk. That's I, I went with the Corpo selection. Oh, so I know exactly you what you're talking about. Okay, like, yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm, narc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's nope. That's. <laughs> but yeah, she would be intrigued by that fact, and somewhat suspicious of the fact that one of the Fay courts knew about this and that the others don't. Because it seems like that would be, if a, the court of mind knew about it, wouldn't Praxa Pharmaceuticals know about it? Yeah. Hmm. Just leads to a whole host of questions about whether or not they're acting independently or if Praxa Group knew that they were doing whatever operation they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, yeah. And if anyone who even knew about it is still alive. This is some corporate espionage it shit. It could also be a good way to monitor, like, if somebody sets up shop in your shop, it's a pretty easy place to monitor them, uh, if, given that they think they have the upper hand on you. You know. And but maybe it's a double fake. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say, is like, I mean, or that, that sort of, like, you know, uh, cold old war scenario where it's like okay yeah we both know that this is happening but we're both gonna take information you know as it as it comes to us yeah and according to kala that kind of thing does exist on asclipsis but in a physical sense there's apparently little enclaves of other corporations on asclipsis because praxa group Uh doesn't make everything they're a pharmaceutical company so they can't rely on their own company for everything. They can't own those smaller companies and just run them from some of them and some oh, of them I. some of the larger companies license out their employees to do specific jobs on a world mm-hmm. like Asclipsis, but for the most part if you need someone to terraform a planet, you go to Womack and Sons. If you yeah. need large-scale like product creation, you go to Vorpal Corp. If you need weapons and uh, military-grade hardware, you go to Zolcon Industries. There are just these large corporations that why create your own thing when you can just pay somebody to do it for you? Not not to mention all of the stuff that goes into, like, just marketing a product, like, like marketing and 
which would probably also be, I would assume, based on Eclipsis would be the easiest way to, like, have synergy. I hate that I just said that sentence. <laughs> no, no, no. You forgot to do the hand gesture. No, I... Interlace the fingers. Interlace them. Synergy. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Thank Yay! you. Yay! Great audio there. Yeah, having the right. having your uh, li- uh, licensed out employees working directly with the client is also a very fun way for those employees to get bullied by the client day in and day out. But I don't know anything mm-hmm. about that. No, <laughs> definitely not. So yeah. So Efficiency, we know, baby. <laughs> we know there is a server somewhere on this planet uh, in corporate block C. If I'm thinking. You think so? That was the implication. Of yeah. The implication. Um, oh, uh, is Gary still invisible? Yeah, Are hey, Gary. Gary. Oh, yes. We well, made a friend. Like, <laughs> Gary left uh, a long time ago because he's invisible. <laughs> we fucked up. Uh, no. Oswald, when you specifically call out for Gary, yeah. he will appear suddenly next to you. There he is. His name is Gary. That is the name that you have given this pixie, yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, what is a name but uh, uh, something given to you by someone else? The names mm. accorded to pixies is usually done so by the ladies or the queens. Gary will have to do that. I will now. accept this moniker from now. Yes, excellent. It is no in no way permanent. Uh, Gary, meet Carla. Carla, Gary. Kala will just kind of like raise a hand and wave a little bit, and Gary will just stare blankly at her. Anyway, uh, Gary, where is this server exactly on Esclipsis? It is located at the local embassy plaza. In corporate block C? Yes. Oh, convenient. 29 kilometers to the east. And, sorry, which, which embassy is it in? Uh, he just says the Embassy Plaza. Oh, the Embassy Plaza. Florian <laughs> Florian leans over to Shay and is like, now now twenty kilometers. How how far away is that in miles? Sorry, that we don't use metric over on Ecolar. <laughs> what the hell is a mile? <laughs> miles actual miles paper who? books? <laughs> what? What kind of planet is this? It's about 18 miles. <laughs> it's very nearly a marathon. Mm. Kala would speak up at the mention of that and say, That is... That's what I was talking about. The, the, the locations, the physical locations that other mm. companies have. There's a bunch of them at the Embassy Plaza. Mm. Ah, I see. Is it? But this ain't this ain't an Agus Tech uh, building. What, uh, no. Gary? What building is it in? And at the same time, Kala and Gary will say the Embassy Plaza, and Kala will look at the pixie and then look back at you and say, "The Embassy Plaza is a building." Oh, hmm. It's a big kind of skyscraper with. Every level 
can be rented out by a different corporations so that they have some presence here on Eclipsis. Ah, yes. Um, oh, so is it's it... probably going to be security. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next question. I mean, didn't we hear specifically that there... I might be remembering wrong, but there were at least two individuals? You don't right? Know. Okay, I feel like there were two individuals that were, like, that are meta-diving from the server or something like that. I'm probably wrong. There... Mm, I don't know if we... No, you didn't get a precise number. Yeah. Gary would, and neither would Kala for that matter, know anything about the security of this building. Well, I suppose we can go and take a look. Yeah. Gary's been tasked with pointing you in the right direction and perhaps even physically bringing you to that location. Beyond that, uh, if he knows anything, he's not telling you. Yeah, that's fair. He's not contractually obligated to. Correct. And I respect that. Yeah. Gary, what is your favorite food? Bio-nutrient paste. Uh, I'm going to go to bed. Nutrient paste. Now please do explain in... Uh, disturbing and I bonk <laughs> Oswald on the back of the head, knocking him out. Don't stay unconscious for too long. It's super bad for you. <laughs> it's real, no. real bad for you. Oh. <laughs> no, it's actually Oswald's like fourth favorite thing. You get a, you get wicked cool dreams. I, I don't need help in that department. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of which, everyone roll me a d twenty. Ah. Oh, where am I? Let me grab a d20. I know, it's so rare. Uh, so oh, it makes it special we, now. We, chat, we chatted about Mike, but I am willing to sacrifice sleep to uh, refill my tank, as it were. It doesn't take that long. Okay. I don't know. You didn't yeah. say. <laughs> Fair enough. I got a 10. I got a 9. Ooh. I got a 3. I got a 1. <laughs> Okay, huh. let's let's see what happens. Florian, yeah, that's not me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Who am I? I don't see. Know. Even we do it. Yep. <laughs> Going down to a lower floor, it's easy to avoid scurrying accountants who are squatting in this building and finding mm-hmm. your way to a room. With power, they all do, and basically just putting a hand on an open socket and draining until you're full. It is a bit of uh, an immediate like jolt of energy that comes in you, both literally and metaphorically. It's not quite caffeine, but it's definitely this rush of energy filling your body in a way that amps your senses momentarily, and just like colors are brighter, and sounds are louder, and smells are more vivid. And that sensation fades pretty quickly, but in the moment of draining, it's just like wow! Everything's cranked up to 11. Good shit. It is the good shit. It's a nice natural high. (laughs) As you are coming down off of that high and finding your way back to bed, 
you feel that that tingle in your fingers as the aether is kind of settling in your body. It is strange that folks go their whole lives being able to touch aether, but not being able to bring it into themselves in the way that you do. It don't make any sense. There are people out there who can clearly do it in the same way that you do, but the fact that most individuals just have this kind of passing relationship with Aether, it comes and goes in a way that you find, I don't know, a little sad. It's like people don't have quite as intimate of a relationship with the energy that binds all things in the Dragon's Wake galaxy that Florian of Akalar does. But, it seems... Something you ate didn't quite sit right with you. As you sleep, you keep having the same dream, or maybe it's just one dream, but it's a sequence that repeats. Oh, thanks, I hate it. You're walking down a hallway. The hallway is curved, nearly oval, so that your hooved feet are constantly sliding towards the bottom. You can never quite get your footing because there's no flat ground to stand on. You're just moving down this oval corridor, feet constantly sliding beneath you. The walls to your left and to your right are close enough that your hands are constantly out to your side, touching them almost as though they're getting narrower to either side of you but that's mostly an optical illusion that you just feel as you're walking down this corridor. It's not dark by any means. It's perfectly well lit. And the light is coming from all around you. This subtle green throbbing light that moves up and down the corridor, first down, then back, then down, then back, going away from you, coming towards you. And... As this sequence goes, you walk, slipping, sliding your ankles, beginning to ache, and just when you feel as though you can't go anymore, there is a scratching sound from just outside whatever this tube is that you're in, and something, you see it in the outline of the energy as it flashes across the tunnel in front of you and then flashes forward again, but when the light moves away or moves past you, you lose sight of whatever it is just outside the tunnel, but it's something out there, outlined in the light as it passes over quickly, vroom, forward, vroom, back. And for those brief moments, you can see the outline of whatever this is. Two spindly arms clawing slowly at the side of the tunnel just above you, a long serpentine body being dragged behind this strange figure with long spindly fingers that look like empty tree branches that pull whatever this is across the top of the tunnel above you. And you can see near the end of this sequence as you're approaching, there's a crack in the ceiling in the tunnel ahead of you. And that's when you decide to turn around and that's when the sequence restarts. And it just keeps happening. You keep moving in the opposite direction before you get to the crack, before you get to the breach, before you get to that place where whatever it is 
would be able to get in. Your ankles aching, your hands constantly touching to either side of you, and the energy always ahead of you, back towards you. Always that strange outline crawling on the outside of the tunnel above you. You wake up with your legs kind of dangling off your bed at an odd angle, so there's a crick in your ankles as you kind of... writhe and get up you found that you've slept wrong so your shoulders are kind of cramped and there's just this like i said kind of ache in your ankles like you've been walking at an angle for too long uh, again thanks i i hate it <laughs> other than that you feel well rested enough a little stretching Gross. you should be fine yeah Mm-hmm. yeah everybody else you get a perfectly fine Night's rest. Night? Good. Relative. Relatively it speaking. doesn't really matter. Kala as well found her own room and got some rest. Whatever food you have is the rations you brought with you. Though you do now have your visitor's badges, and you've been told that you've been given 300 scrit per day to use however you see fit in District 997. Should we get some Does food? Does this place have a continental breakfast? No, because it has no well, employees. No yeah, yeah. What if we put on a continental breakfast? If you want to get accountants? This is how you get accountants. Yeah. yeah. Cooking uh. mini game. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? A her interactive game? No, it'd be overcooked with the four of us running around. It's true. Yeah. So Oracle Zero, uh, what's your game plan? I mean, I think it's, let's go check that shit out, right? Well, okay, I was going to say that maybe we should do some actual work that we're here to do first, at least briefly. Um, Because I've been wanting to interview some accountants on the street Mm. since we got here. Um, And we've just been doing too much interesting shit. Okay, so Shay wants to go talk to some folks in the street? Yeah. Alright. Might not be a I'd bad idea. That. We, yeah. th- that could be our initial source of information about this building we're going to, the uh, Embassy Plaza. Yeah. Maybe we'll find some accountants who worked with people in that building, around the building, in the building. Yeah. Okay. So we'll pick up the, the red and blue key cards so we can get in the secret entrance. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, exactly. Is this something everyone's participating in, or is it just Shay going out and doing this? It's true. I it will definitely go with Florian's invested in that as well. Amari, do you want to go check out the building with me? Yeah, let's go do some recon. Hell yeah. Kala Even says she's okay. going to be following not Oswald. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. We're we're going to be doing the the coal foundation liaison adjacent stuff anyway, so you should probably come with us. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. split that party. Yeah, I'm liking this plan. So, Oswald and Amari, you are headed off to go check out the Embassy Plaza physically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just walk around. Walk around. Yeah. Some for touristy sure. shit. Yeah. Very cool. It's like walking into the uh, Space Needle in Seattle. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
Are you actually physically walking to this location? Or are you going to get a lift no, there? And then, okay. Yeah, let's get a lift. I'm not walk. Yeah. I'm not walking 28. You know, <laughs> kilom- or <laughs> 18 miles. Yeah, it's not that bad. I don't want to do it though. <laughs> I don't care how bad it is. Well, probably shouldn't. But the length of my legs, it would take so, me forever. So. A, mm-hmm. Yeah, most of a day's worth of walking or a 15 minute drive. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, we get a lift. Okay. Well, Florian and Shay, this sounds like you're attempting to gather intel of some kind or another. Sounds like you might be needing a roll of some type, but what it is for the life of me, I don't know. Mm, I could use some help in that regard. Influence. Yeah, I've got a D6 in that. Okay. Me too. Sounds reasonable. And what tactic are you using to influence these individuals? What are our alley-oops at the moment? Boldly. boldly. We've got two. Just boldly? Okay. Yeah, we got a twofer. Which is... Works? I mean... Depends on you. I mean, if you're attempting to do this boldly, that reads to me like you're just walking up Billy Eichner style and (laughs) talking to people. I was going to make a Billy on the streets joke earlier, so actually, yes, we should do that. So... And yeah, I was I was going to I was actually going to suggest boldly, not for the alley oop even, but because I have a pretty all right tactic die in that. Well, if one of you is assisting the other, then who is using their tactic die and who is adding their talent to the other one's pool? Um, my tactic, my boldly tactic die is only d six. Oh no, mine is uh, d. It's the second highest one. Ten. Yes. Ten. Uh, eight? No, ten is the second highest. Twelve is as high as oh. it goes. Oh, that's right. I just haven't up- upgraded any of my tactics. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll let you use my, you can use my d6. Cool. Okay. So, sounds like you're giving me a roll here. See how well you do with talking to folks on the street. Fuck them up! How do you feel about having lost your job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna throw just a just a little skosh of aether on here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. since I just want all that shit back. True. Uh, that's an eighteen. Eighteen. Talking to the accountants on the street is a somewhat depressing affair, specifically for Florian. Not because that they're destitute because it becomes very clear very quickly that no one on Asclipsis is destitute. Those who are actively seeking work by like holding signs in the street are doing so so that they don't have to keep increasing their indent times to the corporate remnant here to feed and house oh. themselves. Yeah. People can get as much food and shelter as they want here for literally zero cost to them in the moment. It's just that they're promising time to the company going forward. But that's the most precious resource, Mike. Uh, I would argue Aether and uh, Aethium is the most precious resource, but... I mean, Aethite glass is kind of getting up there, too. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) You guys are not fun. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, Reed. Actually, yeah. time is relative. 
So, yes, what you quickly discover is that there's nobody in the streets starving here. There's nobody that is suffering, really, physically. It's just there is a certain level of... That's worse! Corporate degradation that is occurring here that I think you would find personally repugnant. Offensive. Yeah. <laughs> Triggering? Uh, I think that's a good term for it. I think Florian's probably really upset by the end of this. So, the other thing that you're discovering while you have these conversations, and it's not just with accountants, there are definitely... Those are the most obvious folk to talk to, but there are other discussions you might have over the course of the day, and we're kind of abstracting this out, because there's nothing in, no particular scene that leaps out in terms of somebody accosting you or anything. So over the course of hours of talking to people, and I don't know how much time you want to devote to this, I would say- I was thinking, like, the morning. Yeah, this probably gets you to around noonish. What you discover is that there is- a nearly fanatical is not the right word, but there's a religious esque zeal to the people of this world in regards to the company. More than once, you hear the oh, phrase expressed that the company will return and then everything will be better. Oh, oh no! They're waiting. Your favorite moment. play. They're they're waiting for the return of the directorship, as a lot of people call it. As soon as there are directors again, all of this will be sorted out. Yikes. <sighs> okay. Congrats, sure guys. We found hell. Um, yeah. Another thing you would notice sometime in mid-morning, and it would be something that I don't think either of you have ever seen before, and that is the Minosian call to prayer. No, in fact. As I described when you first started exploring the city, at distinct intersections there are statues of Minos, the dragon. Not to be confused with the planet that is named after said dragon. Dragon worship is one of the larger religions in the Dragon's Wake galaxy. It has a bunch of different sects, so, and depending on who you're talking to and who you ask, the different dragons have different hierarchical values. The most dominant version of it was Minosian dragon worship that primist, or that uh, made Minos the primary, like, head of the pantheon, as it were. And so at around nine in the morning, again, it's still like twilight, so it's really difficult to parse exactly when it is without looking at a clock. But those statues that you saw at certain intersections will let out little trumpeting horn blasts, this long, mournful, not quite revelry, but certainly something like a... uh, announcement horn these long drawn out notes that alerts people to pray to Minos and the gods and you see more than a few people 
do that. And what that amounts to is folks turning towards the statue, their heads tilted down, a fist towards the chin, and then they will say a prayer. You know in different planets on different locations that it gets more elaborate, these calls to prayer. But something you would notice is that there are more than a few people who almost do it on instinct and then stop themselves and turn away. And you had mentioned that at the smaller, the like, side street shrines, people do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it seems as though there is an active breaking from the religious practices of this world as they were set down prior to the shattering. You think this being a Dominion world, the religious observances were probably a little bit more strict back when the Dominion was a thing. I mean, it's still a thing. It's just not like sure. a thing thing. You, but you know. Not on this planet, anyways. The, the, the cultural mores that blossom from Minos no longer hold ultimate sway. And it seems as though the people of this world are slowly beginning to realize that. Is Amari religious? No. Perhaps that's a question that Oswald asks... Completely unprovoked, um, incredibly <laughs> probing personal questions. Because, yeah, you would and also, <laughs> you two would also experience this call to prayer as you are on the yeah. other side of town. Mm-hmm. You've flown via Sky Cab a little ways. Again, it's one of those driverless cabs that you just God. get a ride in. One of the buttons mm-hmm. that exists on your visitor's badge summons cabs. A scab. No. They've actually made them driverless, so that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Oswald, you would be in proximity with Amari when this call to prayer happens. Have you ever uh, participated in such a uh, ritual? No, not regularly. No? No. Seems like the... uh, The Minos Dominion is a fairly um, superstitious bunch. That's one way to put it, yeah. Yes, that is the way that I just put it. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know if you know too much about my planet. We don't exactly adhere I... to those cultural norms. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But you're still part of the greater system. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I've, d- I've done very little research on the planet that you're from. What what, what was it should. called again? What was it called? Mike, what was it called? Ass- assuming you're from the, the Leon homeworld? Yeah. Vast yeah. Plane. Vast Plane. I, was go- I almost called it Big Plane. I was like, it's not a planet called Big Plane. <laughs> That's maybe the literal translation from yeah. Leon. Vast Plane. But, yeah. Um, I'm from a planet called Vastlane. Mm. Yes. Is it, um, how would you describe it in one excellent sentence? Big. Like compared period. to other, like other planets? Big period. Yeah. Like it's, it's a gas giant? No. What, you do what, know what? that uh, Vastplane is a super terrestrial world. It is an enormous garden planet. Oh, cool. As opposed to a lot of other, like, standard-sized worlds, Vast Plane is big and vast. It's a little bit closer to the sun than 
a lot of other planets. So it has a, a bit of a warmer temperature on average. The oh. equatorial sta- stages are much broader in bands. The uh, the northern and southern poles are pretty small, relatively speaking. What's the uh, ratio from land to ocean on this planet? What do we got? Uh, there are there are no oceans on vast plane. What? There are That's crazy vast plane. It's right there in the name. There are like super lakes, uh, large bodies of water that do exist. Mm. Think like Great Lakes in terms of size, but mm-hmm. all of the land on vast plane is contiguous. It there are no breaks in the the supercontinent on that planet. Another um, follow-up question to the one I just gave. Uh, mm. When was the last time you had been to your home planet? Um, how long have we been doing... How long has uh, Oracle Zero been a team? Six months. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Six months? Okay. Uh, Probably about a year. Hmm. Is that something you might want to return to? I've never been myself, but it, it sounds intriguing. I mean, I'm wondering how... Nice. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how a planet with such little water on the surface uh, is able to hmm, create a excellent habitat for uh, life forms such as yourself. Oswald, you're asking the wrong person about mm. science questions. I just want you to know that. No, that, that that's fair. I, I intend yeah. to research it uh, on my own. Mm-hmm. No offense, but um, yes. And he just kind of like looks around awkwardly. Okay. <laughs> God, Oswald makes everything awkward. <laughs> Do we just sit there twiddling our thumbs the whole time? I think, I think so. Yeah. Eventually, you land. It's a pretty quick ride. At assuming you were asked to be dropped off at the Embassy Plaza specifically. Sure. You're dropped off in front of... Yeah, it is a tourist destination. uh, Or at least it was when this planet had tourists. Well, you know, first time in a while. It is an enormous skyscraper of a building that appears to be primarily rectangular in shape, but it has these massive arches on its lower floors that seem to indicate that the building actually doesn't really start until the third floor. Mm. And the bottom of this building, these arches that you can walk through beneath the building itself, open up into this huge plaza that is the center of this building that looks like a, a miniature park in a way. There's huh. this big water feature, there's grass and trees, uh, birds flit about on those trees. Very idyllic. Uh, it's a fairly large park, too. This whole complex probably takes up about a city block. And the interior of the building is, again, hollowed out. That seems to be a theme you're noticing with the larger buildings on this planet. You noticed it at the communications center as well, is like there being a lot of empty space in the center of these buildings. And this one is no exception, except that this one looks directly up into the sky when you're standing in the park at the middle of this plaza. So the building itself kind of squarely rings the park uh, with those arch supports beneath that allow you to walk underneath the building and into the park proper. Is there a uh, religious uh, reason for the buildings to be 
structured that way or is that just like a general uh, uh, design style that's part of the planet? You would have no idea. If, if there's a religious reason, you don't know it. If there's a de- design philosophy here, you haven't studied it. Future. Maybe it's a metaphor for the hollowness of corporate life. Yeah, that's what I'm going to write on what the a, archive. What a demoralizing We're symbol all in this to together. have. In. <laughs> I mean, is it like, like concrete? Like, is it a brutalist style like architecture, but just up on arches or is it? No, it, it is more of a kind of postmodern glass and okay. steel, very much brushed with little glimmers of rainbow crystal here and there. Corporatist is definitely the aesthetic that they're going for. And yeah, that's uh, you find that this is a incredibly active building. Oh, people still coming and going. I suppose that these corporations are still fully operational. Yeah, as far as you can tell. There is clearly some kind of sky dock on the top levels of this building, where you see cabs coming and going. You were dropped off on the street level, though. Is you there... see that there is some kind of large escalator leading up to what appears to be a foyer or some kind of grand atrium at the bottom of this uh, one of the sides. Have we seen any indication that corporations are sort of taking over the other parts of the city at all as far as like no. replacing? Okay. Or if, I mean, there's not been like I, signs no. slapped on buildings saying property of Vorpal Corp now yeah, yeah, under yeah, yeah. new management. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no like signs of you know. a, like additional security at this place. Is there or is it just like once you go inside the building proper rather than out in the park. And there's no armed guards or anything, if that's what you're asking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've got an extra, like, foot patrol of just, like, a guy on a... Or, like, a bicycle cop running around, just like, hey, get off the lawn. Campus security. Glancing yeah. around the park, you would definitely notice that there are a few extra sets of eyeballs that are probably not just folks walking through the park having business discussions. Specifically, you would see pretty easily three or four gaunt frames of elves moving about the park. Do they seem to be keeping uh, us in their focus, or is that more, it's more of a general sort of perception? This would be something you notice as you're approaching this space. Whether or not they're paying attention to you, you don't know. Well, shall we uh, go in? After you, this was your idea. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, and then he uh, hops forward. Okay. Oswald, remember, yeah. I'm just your security, remember? And he, like, well, yes. Not sure what else I would hire just, you for. Just play oh, along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do yes. it worked mm-hmm. before. Yes. Just play yes. it. Yeah. yeah, okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, no, okay. I got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Getting onto the escalator, it goes up like I said, to the third floor, effectively, of this building. So it's a big fucking escalator. And it brings you up into this atrium where you find a lot of advertising. It seems as though there is a lot in the way of 
other companies advertising their goods in this specific area. Beyond this building, there's none of this. But once you get up into this atrium, it's all like Vorpal Corp, Vorpal Stim. It is all Womack and Sons, uh, People Carrier. It is all, uh, Domatech new, uh, skin, uh, graft components for like medicinal purposes. And you're bombarded by all of this. It's not loud, it's not loud except in a visual sense. There's no accommodating, uh, like verbal component to these advertisements. That's good. Is there music playing? There is some light, low, probably some kind of piano playing. Maybe like a woodwind as well. Maybe a, a light flute. Mm, I like this one. But you see this atrium. And all the advertisements in it, every single advertisement would indicate a floor of this building where these companies can be found. And so there probably is a, uh, like a, a switchboard somewhere where you can call the, the specific floors or the people you're looking for. But all of these advertisements let you know exactly where everything is way before you get to that point. Is there an Agus floor? Nope. Hmm. You see no advertisements for Agus Tech Solutions. And every floor is labeled? You see that on all of these advertisements, a floor is listed. I guess I don't know how many floors there are. Is there like a floor directory? Sometimes buildings will have that. Yeah, and once you start looking around for that, you see that there is a central desk in this area. Oh, good. There is a figure standing behind it. It looks to be elvish male and kind of the more gaunt frame very much the minimum amount of weight an individual might need to survive. Hello? Enthusiastic greetings and welcome. Yes, yes, of course. We're here, uh, uh, visiting. Yes, indeed. Our scans indicate that you are visitors of some kind, but this one does not have you registered as one of our ambassadors. If I may ask, in the most friendly manner possible, whom do you represent? Well, I represent quite a bit, uh, but let's go with the Archive, which I am a uh, premier uh, member of, and contributor to. Um, is that sufficient? The Archive. Yes. Yes, we are aware of this non-profit. Yes, we are a tool to the universe. Indeed, we have referred to you as such in the past. Yes, excellent. I've never been to this building before, so I just want to, you know, check it out. With friendly enthusiasm, I would allow you to look at our beautiful atrium here. Many of the fine corporations represented within this building are advertised as such. Yes. This one would let you know that no floors beyond this one are available to outsiders without an appointment being made, though. Ah, interesting. So, how to... Hmm. How does business... How is business conducted in this building? Say I were... Uh, a member of the city living and wish to 
purchase some of these fabulous uh, products. How would one do that? By uh, meeting? Scheduled? One might request a scheduled meeting with representatives of the associated ambassadorial contingents within this building, but happily you might indeed purchase whatever you needed off of the various portals offered via the Praxinet. Fair enough. That's an excellent point. So if this is not necessarily a location where... um, How should I put it? Uh, Where you purchase from directly, what is the need for this building? Most genuinely, we would express that the ambassadors located here represent corporate contingents of various companies from throughout the Dragon's Wake galaxy. They have business space here so that their representatives might meet with local individuals of Praxa Pharmaceuticals in order to further their own business interests as well as those of Praxa Group. That makes sense to me. And you're providing uh, much-needed services to those on this planet who uh, would be unable to receive those uh, products, as I said. Uh, We have very little to do with whatever services the companies assigned here relegate to the population. We are here Mm. to ensure safety and security to those who send ambassadors here amongst Esclipsis. Isn't that grand? What do you think? And I turn to Amari. Yes, yeah, it's a tall building. Mm, yes, very much so. Uh, uh, tell me, uh, the design of these buildings. Now, I've noticed that it's sort of hollow and empty on the inside. Uh, is there a mm, religious uh, intention behind this design, almost like a religious building of some sort? Or is it just a... A, a craze uh, going on on this planet. Hmm. We are unsure of how to answer such a question. Regretfully, we are unaware of any religious significance to do with the construction of this building, nor are we aware of any such craze that may be sweeping the architecture firms of Asclipsis. Well, that's a shame. Excellent design. It serves a function. Yes. Well, uh, this has been most enlightening. Uh, do you think, uh, Mari, uh, that we are uh, received, well, at least gotten a good gist of what's happening? This is, this is lovely. I think we've seen just about enough here. That's great, yes. Well, let's check out the next block. Hmm? Uh, we I'm wish you a fine and satisfactory day. Yes, <laughs> you as well. The hell is a factory day? Uh, Satisfactory day. Oh, okay. I thought I I only heard the the factory day. I was like, oh no, they operate on like factory hours only, and a factory like work hours are the first forty eight hours. When when you said, I also only heard the factory part. Mm -hmm. And when you asked about it, Reed, I was like, it's it's their biggest national holiday. Factory day. <laughs> Factory day. <Ooh. laughs> okay, so we leave this building. Okay. As you leave, um, you note yeah. that a couple of elves mark you as you exit. All right. I have an idea. <clears throat> I'm not saying 
it's not an actionable idea, but because it's not listed on anything, perhaps it's not up in the tower, but below the tower. Certainly yeah. had that thought, yes. Okay, good. Glad we're on the same page. Oh, yes, yes. Now, how do we get in? Oh, great question. I didn't learn anything from that. Yeah, neither did I. Now Batman symbol. Eventually you all meet back up at around noon. You're uh, gallivanting about being productive or not, as the case may be. Feels like a personal slight. <laughs> we learned something. <laughs> We've seen the building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me... Oswald and Amari, why don't you float me? Perception. Yeah, or or something about like scouting out the area. What kind of role can you give me for that? Perception mm-hmm. definitely seems like the obvious choice, but would investigation, especially, yeah. might help. Yeah. Okay. Cool. My uh, perception and covert ops are the same, so I'm gonna go with perception. Covert ops me. might apply here as well. Yeah. Yeah. The. I'm going to go with... Well, let's go with Clever. That's what I have most in. I'm also going to go with Clever. Are you both doing individual roles, or one trying to help out the other? Question. Got to... Not to get metagamey, but I've got a D8 in Cleverly. I'm assuming yours is better. So Yes. Okay. Uh, why don't you assist me? Yeah. Uh, and you said a D6? D6, yes. Ah, okay. Uh, and I have no either, so I'm just gonna roll this. It's true. Because <laughs> you went all in. <laughs> uh, ooh, worth uh, it. Fourteen. Okay. Did I get a one again? Nope. <laughs> you did great. Well, I did, did okay. okay. I did passable. You got two. There's two on that one. Moving around the block <sighs> slightly, something you would notice is that. There doesn't appear to be any other entrances or exits to this building other than the Grand Escalator that you entered previously and whatever flight pads are on the top of this building. That being said, something you would absolutely notice is that there are those like glass-paneled elevators on each of the four corners of this building so that those riding the elevators can look out over the city. Hmm. Something you would notice from inside the park is that there are also elevators on the interior corners of the building as well, looking down and into the park. So, based on that and how the structure of the building presents itself, the lifts probably could go down, but they would be moving through the superstructure of the support arches. Gotcha. But if they're doing that, they're no longer exposed to the outside so you don't see any elevators going down from the outside right but it is theoretically theoretically possible possible based on just your base observations okay other than that something you'd pick up on is you're pretty sure all the elves lurking about this place is a clan yep i definitely get that feeling they're moving too co- in too coordinated a fashion to be anything else. And all of the mannerisms of the elf you interacted with at the front desk was kind of a giveaway. 
a little bit of a uh, robotic telemarketer going on there. Kind of something you would know about elves, clan elves specifically, is that they tend to, when they're interacting with normals, they tend to put more descriptors into their words simply so you know how they're feeling. Because it's not something they have to do with other elves. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, I was... I was going to ask this earlier, but I didn't didn't want to interrupt the actual scene itself. Is that fairly common, like having security be done or like things that require that sort of coordination? Is it? It's common enough. It's not unusual. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely more expensive. That's just really cool. Like that would be very useful to have a hive mind with someone that you were trying to do it. Yeah. So it presents a situation where you can't just knock out a couple of guards who are on patrol somewhere because the entire guard faction would know. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we're not gonna we're not gonna solid snake our way into this building. Unless you do unless the, we have a box. Okay, we need a box. Unless you go for it the no detection run. Box. That's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're gonna have to save Scumment though. <laughs> yeah but yeah that is what you pick up on and just your casual observation of the location great oh uh, you would probably pick up on this too uh the birds that are in the park aren't real oh shit they're holograms I hate this planet i want to go home <laughs> are they like are they visibly holograms or do you have to like look it's like occasionally they'll catch the light wrong and birds shouldn't catch the light, period. So <laughs> it's just something it would give it away pretty quick if you just sat and looked for half a second. Huh. If you're not paying attention to it, they're just background birds and you wouldn't even notice. But the moment you stop to look at one occasionally, yeah, it'll catch the light weird and reflect refract light in a way that birds shouldn't. Makes you wonder how much of this planet is holographic. All of it, and then <laughs> we come out of it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you meet back Where up at around noon. Uh, at the Golden Manticore, mm-hmm. I assume? Great. Uh, what information did you two uh, discover? Oh, these people need so much help. Um, they're, they're just, yeah, folk around here just real committed to the uh, corporate lifestyle. Oh, goodness. I get it's worse than yeah. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, we learned I mean, something. that's like, like useful oh. for the Cole Foundation to know that these folks are gonna be... Oh, God. Like, just, I'm thinking... I'm lifers. thinking that you know, we... The Cole Foundation could offer some kind of debt forgiveness negotiation with Praxa Group for those who've been laid off. Oh, uh, so I was they thinking, can find so they can get out of here, find work other places. I was thinking we just find the building that uh keeps track of all of that and fight club it. Hmm. I don't know what that Yeah. Oh it's a movie. Fight club. It's it's a movie. No, have- uh like space oh, space Brad space Brad wait, wait, Pitt hold on, uh, hold on. blows up. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, I'm looking up the plot on the archive. Hold on, just a second. Oh man, Brad Pitt is my favorite Leon. <laughs> oh yes. Hmm. 
Huh. Interesting. He spells it with Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's actually a Prad bit. Well, I have to quit the podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> it was inevitable. Was it? Yeah. Nedward Yorton. It's a good fantasy oh, name. That yeah. is a really good fantasy name. Yorton, yeah. Just yeah. like that, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> As my new character, Nedward Yorton. <laughs> well, um... Are you trying to do Helena Bonham Carter? Because I'm also I trying to do it. Like, Selena. Every, everything Hel- is Helena. bad. Selena. No. Nope. Conum Barter. Bo- no. Uh, no, they're all bad. I just yeah. tried it's all, all bad. of them. It's all bad. Let's abort this uh, This one. Helena works, and then it just falls apart. Hel- after yeah, that. that is where it falls apart. Yeah. Realize there's too many names. I suppose that Amari and I disclose the information we Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not like oh, a lot of well, info, but it's um. Yeah. <laughs> like Gary knows what floor they're on, I assume. Uh, Gary, you were there with us, correct? I remained outside to evade detection. Oh yes, um, good, uh, good choice. You wouldn't happen to know where on that in or under that facility. Uh, Aegis tech might be found, at least this uh, server that was spoken of. The third sub-basement on the southwest side. Hey! Woo! It. Yes! Well done. Mm, my contract is fulfilled. Oh, shh! And Gary vanishes. Oh. And once again, just like that, I am the shortest. Anyways... So, yeah. All right, so... Now that you have asked, uh, Gary has fulfilled his purpose. Doesn't seem like... I mean, why would getting to a, a sub-basement be an easy task for us to do? But hmm. did you come up with any ideas about how we might do that? Not yet. No, because we guessed that it was probably underground, and that was confirmation, so now we can start solidifying a plan. So, pretty successful day. Where is uh, Kala, by the way? She would be in the same room you're having this debrief in. Yeah. She she followed Florian and Shay around for the early half of the day. She would, well, would have been one of those people you saw actively resisting turning towards the call to prayer. She's tapping uh, away on a data pad. Uh, Kala, uh, quick question. Yes? I, I assume when uh, Praxa Pharmaceuticals was running this planet, there would be, I suppose, information on the structures that were built within it. Most likely. Would you assume that perhaps that information might still exist on this planet? I would assume with one of the well, building managing firms, I'm guessing. Yes. They're over on corporate block A, though. Oh. That's pretty far, isn't it? It's another continent. Yes. 20-minute walk. Easy. Easy. It's the Only second we... biggest continent on the planet, and it exists kind of in the equator. I mean, that, that information, you can do a lot of, like, that sort of searching 
fine. I couldn't. Or it's probably perhaps. something you could access via the internet. Yes. If you had the right access. Yes. Yeah. The admin uh, key. Shay. Well, Shay, we do. Shay. 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 Shay yeah. Shay, Shay. I believe this is your speciality. Uh, go on, Shay. Uh, show us what you do. And this would be something your character would know. You were it's true. explicitly given a warning not it's to, to not the do this. Company intro. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think getting the building plans of this building are worth doing that. Oh, mm. mm-hmm. up to you. Could be worth the risk. Whatever that risk is, again, the, your the warning you were given was very vague, and by from a source that may or may not be trustworthy. Yeah, true. Although I feel like probably a legit threat. Well, 50% a legit threat. <laughs> yeah. The other 50% is an unknown. It's, it's, it's a somewhat known as the other <laughs> vice chair of communications did interact with Shay, albeit briefly, and via text message. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, maybe How? we don't do this. <laughs> uh, Shay, um, hmm. How much experience do you have with clans of elves? I would say about literally zero. Oh, excellent. Well, that's good. There, there yeah. is one guarding this building. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> yes, yes. So that also poses quite an issue for us. Is this something I can find in the deeper sketchier corners of the archive. Maybe not necessarily specifically floor plans, but like, I don't know, the plumbing of, of this planet, or, or I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of a bit too specific for the archive. I know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You'd just be like, this planet is host to these corporations. There's probably a place somewhere on the MetaNet where you could buy schematics and floor plans of corporate-owned buildings that certain <laughs> corpo-terrorists or people might use. Now that I can do. Oh, well. Wait, you can do that without going onto the... Well, metanet? I don't have to go on the intranet to do that. I can just go on the metanet. Oh, fair enough. Accessing the metanet is somewhat problematic on the planet, as you found. Yeah. Because it basically reroutes you to the intranet unless you have a specific capability of punching through which is kind of what Kala did with her friend and that's what killed her friend. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds way less dangerous to me than the other thing though. (laughs) (laughs) True. Do we need Uh, to do we need to meta dive in order to go on the meta net? No. It, that is what they did. They built a meta diving rig up at the weather control station. But that they is were... not what we should do. Um, well, then can I just have Kala help me break through the intranet to get onto the metanet? You need to do it at a place where you can pirate a signal off world. That's why they were able to do it up at the climate control station. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. And we're not getting back in there. Not that probably one, anyway. Not. No, probably not. Yeah. yeah. How far 
into like atmosphere do we have to go to maybe pirate off the coal foundation signal? I was also wondering that. You don't know. Um, hey, Carla, oh, how high into the atmosphere do you think we'd have to go to pirate off the coal foundation signal? Probably at least upper stratosphere. A few miles up should uh, do it. I suppose we could accomplish that. Several we kilometers. Also- Sorry, I don't know what a mile is. Yeah, hmm. me neither. Oh, yeah. I'd- Why is it called a foot? Because like the midrine f- feet are all the same size. That's what my mom told me. I yeah, I heard that, that one too. That is not. That's that ain't I don't true. Think but that's true. I've seen some pretty large midrian. and some pretty small ones too. I'm not into right. foot stuff, so I don't really think. I don't really uh, ask. I mean, that's mostly what I see. It's not a choice. <laughs> mm. Yep. Oswald, you know that those ads are targeted based off of your search history. It's not like... <laughs> I think he just meant physically, I like, standing three shorter. feet tall. Oh, yes. In, uh, in the real world. Mm. Yes. Although I have wondered uh, what... No, no. Let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll save this conversation for later. This is really interesting. I want to circle back to some. <laughs> Yeah, Kala would say sure. if you got up into the uh, like lower atmosphere, you could probably piggyback off of the coal foundation to gain access to the the metanet. Uh, Shay, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you lent your datapad to well the harlot. It might be worth looking at your device before using it too much i if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure i specified that like i held the data pad the whole time oh okay well that works i don't think i even let the harlot touch it the harlot Mm -hmm. was able to touch it once or twice but i don't think they did anything untoward like i'll check it for sure never hurts to be cautious okay Yes. Uh, go. We'll go to the... Uh, when you uh, check it, yeah, you find a notification from Mr. Zinn that was apparently left on this data pad that says you should be more thorough with your security. How did I not see this before? It's a good question. Why did he leave me a note about it? He told me to my face. Ugh. It's like one of those sticky notes that somebody just leaves, hoping you'll find it eventually, and maybe you just, like, don't see it for weeks at a time. Wait a minute, when did he have my data? Anyway. He never had to touch your data. I know, that's... So. Yeah, you're a point. wizard! <laughs> yeah. You're I know, a it's, it's, a, it's a wizard joke. Um, <laughs> we make jokes about us touching stuff, because we don't have to, it's funny. Um... <laughs> You wouldn't get it. It's a wizard thing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Oracle Zero, what are yeah. you doing with the rest of your day? Shuttle, orbital flight. Go to space for 10 yeah, minutes? I mean, yeah, yeah, 10 minutes yeah. space flight. <laughs> Somebody change the definition of astronaut really quick. <laughs> no, we can do that. We can go to space just to get our wings, okay? Just to rub it in some In a spacefaring places. civilization, being an astronaut is way less impressive. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a quick jaunt over to the 
landing pad, getting a hold of Duma, he'll very happily take you up into low orbit. Great. And as you ascend, you would get a a good look at Asclipsis yet again. That broad, vast, seemingly artificial continents uh, built to specification in the distance. You see the, the Praxa Group logo carved into the very earth of what you know is corporate corporate block B, the largest continent on the planet. And you eventually get up into low orbit above the huge mountain range of corporate block C. Little jags of energy pierce up from the climate control stations affecting the weather. Having access to the MetaNet, what do you try to find? Um, I want to buy some corporate floor plans. Okay. You want to poke around in some sketchier corners of the MetaNet to try to purchase the floor plans to specifically Embassy Plaza on Asclipsis. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to cover my tracks. <laughs> cool. This is going to need oh, a roll. It's, it's yeah. so specific. <laughs> Is very specific, yes. <laughs> and can Kala assist? Kala can assist, and Kala has a D six in Aethertech and a D twelve in hacking. Oh yeah, yes. Which she will gladly Damn. add to your role. I gotta upgrade my hacking my hacking dice. A specialization, I mean. Because I only have a D8, but I'm going to use it. Well, she doesn't have many talents in other things. That's true. She's not a main character. Absolutely not. All all of her specializations are in Aether Tech. (laughs) But... I'm going to use... We? That being said, I don't know if this necessarily... Hacking doesn't necessarily apply to this. Unless, yeah, I mean, you're trying to cover your tracks, and I guess, yeah, 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 the D12 works. Counter hacking is still hacking? Well, it's just like, you're not really hacking anything per se. You're just getting into some shady corners of the meta this is This is the colloquial hacking. I, I, I guess. You're going to a a online hub full of people who are probably also very proficient at hacking. Sure. And you, the the trick here may in fact be that how do you propose to pay for something like this? Don't I have with, money? With our corporate funds? <laughs> you have it's gonna cost use, more than cor- that. Use script to purchase <laughs> these. You have money. <laughs> Something like this might cost more than you probably make via the Coal Foundation. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's an illegal good. They can um, charge a lot of money. This is some, like, if you're caught buying this, you're immediately suspected of corporate espionage kind of thing. Oh, mm. we well, are about to commit some corporate espionage. <laughs> well, for sure. here's where oh, the hacking here. gets comes into I, it. That's so. true. <laughs> That's kind of why I... Yeah. Why Who says I have to buy it? Get it for free. <laughs> well, okay then. So, yeah. How do I have plausible deniability in this? Do I just go into like the, uh, the You don't bathroom? have to be here. <laughs> Kala will give you a D12. 
This sounds um, rather bold to me. That's just me personally. I could uh, also see an uh, argument yeah. for careful or clever. Um, honestly, uh, I, I, I think it is pretty bold. Um, so what does the alley-oop do? It means I can roll two of them? Yes. Yeah, okay. And I use both okay. FYI, again, you're going after something very specific. This is right. an incredible roll. We're looking for a 25 here. Okay. I am going to put in two of my own Aether Dice. And... Okay, so these are the tactic dice, because they're both the same. Mm-hmm. And then... Them. And you got the D12 from Kala? Yeah. Cool. cool. My glow in the, or my UV one. Mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten to see what it looks cool. like. I need to, like, go to CC Slaughter or something. Okay, Kala didn't help much. <laughs> 15, 20, 26, 28, though. Nice. Or 29. 29. Very nice. Six more, and you could get that critical victory. Okay, just checking. I'm good. (laughs) I'm going to destroy the internet. I thought you were going to say, I take the meta net out of the scene. (laughs) All of it. All of it. Ooh, damn. Between you and Kala, you are able to track down and this takes a couple of hours this isn't something that just immediately happens because you have to find a a, there's no such thing as a a dark web in this setting there are just further and further corners of the meta net that might raise red flags depending on who's watching so finding something like this just takes time and energy not about any kind of special contact you might have Florian's like, I did not sleep well, and just a hat overhead is like napping in the corner during all of this. The place you end up finding is something of a bazaar of illicitly gained corporate data. It's a little WikiLeaks, it's a little kind of black market for things a corporation probably doesn't want other people to own. Whether it is network access, whether it is building schematics, whether it is employee IDs that they just are selling in reams. The way you find this is that there are a lot of things for Praxa Group Pharmaceuticals that are for sale on the MetaNet for dirt, dirt cheap. Because most of it's useless now. That's true. Sense. So, finding this particular schematic isn't impossible, and you do end up finding it. And you do end up finding a way to acquire it in a less than legal fashion, even where this particular site is concerned. With Kala's help here and there. She's not super useful because she, again, she's never been off a Sclipsis. If anything, the first moments of her being up in space are just like that wide-eyed moment of being in space. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. So she's a little distracted by not being on her home planet anymore. Some of you take it for granted at this point just because you've been spacers for a big chunk of your lives. But there are plenty of people in the galaxy who'd never set foot off their home world. So Kala seeing the galaxy for the first time is that like moment of wonder that maybe was lost on all of you 
years ago. Though there's definitely an appreciative grin from Duma, who always seems to have this kind of subtle appreciation for the small wonders of the galaxy. I feel like Oswald does too. But you do eventually acquire the schematics for Embassy Plaza number three. What you quickly discover is that there are several Embassy Plazas on Eclipses. And number three is the one that is located on Corporate Block C. You do discover that there are several sub-basements to this building. They can only be accessed... Well, the first two can only be accessed via the lift. The third, as you're pouring over these schematics, can be accessed via the lifts and a subterranean tram system that you didn't even know interlinked a lot of the larger buildings in corporate block 997. This is so good. Apparently there is a subterranean transit system that is accessible only to, like, higher-level employees. You were never told that this exists, and nothing out in the open in the city would ever indicate that that even exists, but hmm. you are now aware that it is there. Cool. And apparently it runs right underneath the Embassy Plaza. All right, let's plan our heist. All right, everybody, break out the Blades in the Dark rulebook. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was like, okay, quick shift to Blades for a second. Yeah. As you find this crack in the armor and discover a possible way in to the location that you now seek, I think that's a good place to call it for now. And next time, I think you're doing some corporate espionage. Yeah. Or Oracle nice. Zero, more like Ocean Zero. <laughs> yeah. Let's go suit shopping. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MatCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans i also run the matcom rpg instagram account so you can also find us there at matcom rpg and you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and when you do include the name of an npc in the subject line of the of the review and we will put that npc into this campaign that is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world is... The galaxy is chaos, so please, 
be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.